happening everybody this is episode 213 of the q a podcast my name is anthony and sitting right across from me via zoom as always is my pal the quincy what's up everybody how you doing man that was a very subdued opening from you i'm good i'm starting the year off uh i'm, I'm uh building my way up as the as the year progresses i'm starting oh. Starting soft, and then we're gonna really oh, God. punch so, you in the gut. Come by, by December, he's gonna be like, Well, do you give it a podcast? What's up with it? Sound like one of those metal uh bands, right? Please don't. I will yank off my headphones, and <laughs> that'll be the end. <laughs> oh, uh, so, um, how are you, man? We haven't talked on I almost said on vinyl, <laughs> we haven't talked on air <laughs> in a while. How are you, man? I'm good. The last time we talked, we were cut short because I had a bit of a family emergency mm-hmm. uh, nothing too severe just something i had a hand to take care of right away so but all is good yeah that's um, good so closer to you know um well we'll talk about it in a bit but we'll still catch up we can still do the catch-up thing but um just because i remembered the last thing we talked about it so it's you know it's yeah. uh, i'm feeling pretty good about the end of that talk that we had mm-hmm that's that's last good. episode well um we didn't have a podcast last week because i had my own family uh that you had to go through mm-hmm. um i don't think I, I don't even think i told you my um mm-hmm. last monday my grandmother had a stroke oh no dude <laughs> yeah she had to be admitted to the hospital um and she got out last Thursday, so she's back at home with my mom. Um, my mom says she's doing real well. They even they went to church on Saturday. Like the only thing is, like she's just moving a little slower. Like her left yeah. leg, when she got admitted, she couldn't f- like really feel anything from her hip all the way down to her 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 foot on her left leg. But uh, she's got feeling back. She's just moving a little slower. But uh, yeah, she's back. Um, like I said, she's at home. She's resting. She's recuperating, and um, everything's everything's good. So oh, man, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. But I'm, I'm more than happy that she's you know doing better. She's out and and home. Yeah, it was one of those things where, like, it was happening. I was like, man, I should really text Anthony let him know. But also, I was like, this feels like something I should need to say in person. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. I was uh, sorry to spring this on you. But, yeah, everything's good now. Everything's fine. Um, okay, I'm going on vacation on uh, Wednesday. So, I'm going to go over there and check on in on her and my mom, make sure everything's all right. Maybe we can cook a little for them. We'll see. There you go. All right. But, yeah good thing everything's good right now family no problems from my side everything good with you everything's good so far we're good thank god because last thing i need is anything else happening because my mom called me um when she got released on thursday Mm -hmm. but when she called me uh she didn't have her headphone her headphones weren't 100 percent sync so it sounded like it sounded like no 
it was like rat it was not like rattling but like paper shuffling but it mm. sounded like someone was crying so i was like mentally prepared as soon as i heard that i was mentally prepared for the worst and then she got oh, on be like yeah. oh just wanted to call you let you know we're heading home grandma's okay um come by when you can i was like oh thank god so i went through the lows of lows and highs <laughs> Cause I was at work and I was like, "Oh shit!" She starts crying and tells me things took a turn for worse. I am just, I am like, "There's, I'm running out of the building." Yeah, yeah. And it's gonna look like a, a bear, but I'm running out. Of the but good thing everything's um, okay. I wasn't expecting to uh, laugh so soon after you just broke this news but mm. you you found a way to do it so oh laughter is the best mess I, i've always found i agree i agree yo you're always gonna laugh i'm i'm one of those per- people that would like even i'll get my jokes and my fun off even at the funeral because that's probably what the person anyone i know when they pass away is like they still want you to remember the good time to have fun even though they're no longer with us so, yeah, absolutely. And I'm the same way. When I'm dead, when I'm dead and gone, please have fun at my at my funeral. Of course. In fact, if I make enough money, I'll make sure the funeral is open bar. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Talk all the shit you want. I'm dead. I don't care. I'm trying to sneak <laughs> into heaven. All right, so let's get off the the uh morbid, morbid yeah the morbid and <laughs> thinking it's about time. <laughs> it's, it's not morphin time it's not morbid time it's morbid time let's get off of that because you know the cold hands of death and are nothing any of us want to think about um let's talk about unless football we're about, unless we're talking about the losers of the <laughs> playoff weekend no, unless we're talking about the dallas cowboys and the transitions to football man um what a weekend. Yeah, it was a great weekend of football. Um, God, I'm going to miss it. We only have three games left, mm-hmm. both championship games and the Super Bowl. But we get and, flag football in between. Oh, Lord. Are you going to watch that? <laughs> no, of course not. Hey, so weird because I don't know when the Manning brothers became this, like, lovable duo. Like, I missed that meeting. But anyway, yesterday I was leaving Kroger, and they have, like, a sign and it has the Manning brother. I think it's like a Coke Prox or whatever. And it's got the Manning brothers on, on the couch drinking TV and Peyton's dressed normal. And Eli, like he's wearing a giant shirt. I was like, do people not remember what TV play for? <laughs> and Peyton played for two teams. Yes, Eli only played for one, and they got the same amount of rings. If people not remember Eli, uh, be, uh, it's fun. I looked at that. I was like, I was confused. I was, I was like, you think of Eli Man, you think of the Giants, you think of Paid Manning, you think of well, I, for me, I think of the Colts destroying the Texans every year. But oh, you don't think of Nationwide is on your side? No. <laughs> oh. I think of. Peyton Manning is the Indianapolis Colts and that Saturday Night Live performance he put on. Right. <laughs> he <laughs> nailed a child in the back of the head with a football. That's what I remember him for. Yep. Anyway, um, so we'll talk about the games that happened this past weekend. We're going to go in reverse order. Um, oh, that's good with you, man? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. So let's jump right in. Let's 
uh, start with the first game. 49ers survive and beat the Cowboys 19 to 12. Um, all these games, I have like little things that, you know, I, I would say when I think about this game five years down the road, what's the first thing going to come to mind? And for this game, it's going to be the rookie outplayed the vet. He did. And I told you, and this is the last thing that the last thing we talked about was that Brock Purdy needed to be, he needed to manage the game. Mm-hmm. I think he did that. He, because, you know, we forget this, this, this Dallas defense was literally the best defense he's played. Yeah. Um, in his, you know, his first six starts, he played, you know, you know, um, teams that didn't make the playoffs. Let's just put it that way. Um, and then he, was looked unstoppable against Seattle, which was insane. But this really was the best defense that he's played. Um, and he wasn't great, but he was he managed the game enough to win. And I think if San Francisco has any shot of winning, that that's what you need from him. Next week I think you'll need him to be better than he was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But for this game, like he he played just well enough to win. Yeah, and that's what this team really is built for. We just need a guy who won't make mistakes. Right. Like that's that's all they yeah. need. They got Christian McCaffrey, they got Debo Samuel, they got George Kittle, mm-hmm. and they got an excellent defense, uh headlined by uh which one is it? Joey Bosa? Joey Bosa. Yeah, Nick Bosa, I'm sorry. Is it? It is Nick. Yeah, and Joey's on the Chargers who found a way to charge their way out of the damn playoffs. (laughs) 49ers, 49ers, like, we just need a quarterback who's not going to come in here and play, try to play the Superman role and try to save us. All you need to do is get the, the ball down the field, be confident to throw the ball in between the numbers and short windows, and they will do everything else. Their um their head coach Shanahan, like it's amazing how he can drive, he can create these plays that have wide receivers just completely buck as naked open in the field and with no one within five yards. And Purdy can hit those throws a hundred out of a hundred times. Yeah, he's got an arm. Uh Kittle with the juggle catch, which was insane. Mm-hmm. That's that seemed like a very uh George Kittle type catch. Well, those catch was like, okay, so the luck gods are just on San Francisco's <laughs> side. Okay, I see how it is. And defensively, I mean, this team is is just it's I mean, it's it's a monster. Yeah. So I got a question about Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Is he the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers going into the next year? If they win the Super Bowl, yes. If if that's your condition, he's gotta win the Super Bowl. I think so. I think no. if if you don't win the Super Bowl, it gives you more than it gives you. There's plenty of justification to, to put him on the bench, let him you know, uh, learn from Tom Brady, you know, for another year. <laughs> oh no, no, we're not doing the Brady rumors. <laughs> Dead that right now. <laughs> but honestly, I think you know if, if there, if there is an opportunity to upgrade at the quarterback position. Um, especially if you don't win, then I think I think the 49ers will take it. And then 
if they do win, I think it makes it tougher for them to make that call. And I think, you know, uh, it will, I think it'll hurt his confidence and his growth and his development. If, if all of a sudden he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback and he's no longer the starter. I think you have to keep that momentum going. Um, because if they don't win, you can just say, well, this is a stumbling block. This is part of the growth. This is, you know, you have to win. You have to lose some sometimes to win, you know, to win more. But I think, yeah, if they win the Super Bowl, he's he's the guy. You have Super Bowl. Man, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care. After this game, he's a starter for me <laughs> going into next year. I can't argue with that either. I mean, look, I, I think I think you could have made a case for that last week yeah. after that game against Seattle. Because, look, Seattle's a playoff team. Seattle was not, you know, Seattle's well-coached. You know, the Seattle is coached by a Super Bowl-winning head coach. You know, it's yeah. not like, you know, they got lucky. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're a solid team. And for him to play the way he did, I think was, you know, if you want to call him your starter after that going forward, I, I wouldn't argue with you at all. Yeah, I for I put him make him start for two reasons. Number one, like I said, Kyle Shanahan's playbook, he can draw up a scheme that can make Brock Purdy look excellent mm-hmm. in any week. And two, his contract is dirt cheap because he was the <laughs> last pick of the draft. Like you, four thousand dollars or something. Yeah, great. I think his he's got a you no know, two or three more years left. You can build other places around the team, spend the cat the cash, and make this uh, a Super Bowl contender, uh, annual Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. And we already know that uh, Jimmy G, he's gone. His contract is up after this year. And tr- what has Trey Lance shown us in two seasons to make us believe he's a viable starter? Not much. I mean, he's only started, what, five, six games? Six like? games last year, and I think two games this year before he got injured. There's not a lot to look at to go yeah. from. And you, you've seen what Brack Purdy has done the past eight games. And for me, it's like the only reason that you would keep Trey Lance or start Trey Lance over Brock Purdy going into next year is the fact that you gave up three first-round picks in order to draft Trey Lance. And for me, I'm like – that's some cost, baby. Those three draft picks are gone. They're not coming back. Right. Don't. And if you win a Super Bowl, who cares? I'm saying, shit, you, you, you're in the NFC championship game with this guy. You need mm-hmm. to ride the high hand and get him an opportunity to play to go next year. Like, the only thing really, realistically, that this team is missing is a number one wide receiver. Right. Samuel's good, but. I mean, Kittle's still your your number one option. Hell, I mean, he, McCaffrey is probably your number one receiving option. Kittle's, I would say, still number one. McCaffrey and Samuel are just these option guys. They can be yeah. running back. They can be wide receiver. They can make all the plays. But still, you want that number one go up and get a guy. I think that's the only thing that this team is missing. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, I'm looking at it as as a regular general manager. I don't really know too much about uh, Lynch. Mm-hmm. I forgot his first name. John, John. Lynch. Uh, 
but if he's a, a steady guy, a steady handed guy, I think, yeah, I think he, there is a, there's a great chance that he'll, he'll continue with Brock Purdy, even if they don't win the Super Bowl. But I'm looking at it like, if you have the opportunity to upgrade at quarterback to just get you over that hump, if you need it. Yeah. I mean, it, it would, um, I don't think anybody would argue against you. Well, I don't think anybody would blame you for doing that. Um, but I mean, at the same time, I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't blame you for sticking with him either. Yeah. And it's like, if, the all season came and Baltimore was like, okay, we're done with uh, Lamar Jackson. We're trading him. If someone like that comes available, then yeah. But if right. you're asking me, would I rather have Brock Purdy or old man Tom Brady? I'm taking <laughs> Purdy. Like, I know that sounds crazy. With no, it, all it's that. not crazy because those questions, that, that question is definitely going to come up in the offseason, regardless of the outcome. And that's not a, that's a question. You have to be dead set on, and and if you know if that's your, if that's how you feel, then you know, that's great. Like, but uh, you know that team, any team has to, they have to know for sure. You know the answer to that question: Do I want this quarterback, or do I want Tom Brady? Because he's gonna be, he's gonna be a free agent, and it's gonna be, you know. It's going to be that situation where people are going to, you know, have to choose. Some people. It's not a crazy question. Yeah, but we've seen the Tom Brady experience the past two years. It it goes good until the end of the year. He's an right. old man. He doesn't have the stamina to do the entire, you know, make it the entire year. We saw it in that playoff game he had. What was it last year against Green Bay when he threw like, wasn't it back to back to back interceptions? <laughs> yeah, and still managed to win the game. It's like. Yeah, he got away with it because they had an awesome team around him. And mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, the San Francisco 49ers, they have an awesome team right now. But do you really want to spend the extra, I don't know, 20, 25 million to bring in Tom Brady when you have a quarterback who might be as good as he is right now? Right. I don't know. I was like, I'm glad I don't have to worry about making those decisions. <laughs> right. All right, so 49ers are moving on. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Complete opposite of Brock Purdy in the sense uh, you you mentioned it earlier. Like, Brock Purdy didn't make any mistakes. Yeah, that Prescott came in through two interceptions in this game. Um, What's crazy is Dak Prescott tied for the league league in interception this year with 15 while only playing 12 games. You want to know who he tied with? Was it 01 Mr. Davis Mills? You are correct, sir. <laughs> I think you I did a little uh, did a little pregame, you know. <laughs> I feel like, you know, we were talking about San Francisco 49ers, how they're built to just have a quarterback that manages the game. The Dallas Cowboys are kind of built like we need this quarterback to be good to overcome our issues elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And like Dak Prescott, just he's a top 10 quarterback, no doubt, but I don't, he's not that top five. He's not that guy who has that get on my back. I can lead, you know, I can do this big drive at the end of the game to, to, to tie it or win it or whatever. 
Right. And that's fine. You could still win a Super Bowl with that kind of quarterback. But when he is not like perfect, it's a problem. He has that Kirk Cousin problem. Where it's like he's good enough to get you to playoffs, but if you need him to to take over the game, he can't do it. I mean, yeah, like, man, I didn't even think about that, but that makes the most sense that he is definitely entering Kirk Cousins' territory. Which is a problem when he's going to be paid $40 million a year. Like Kirk Cousins or something, something like that. He got he got paid. Yeah, he did. He well, shit. He got twice all guaranteed money. Uh, no, like the the Kirk the Kirk Cousins effect is in full swing at this point in terms mm-hmm. of how much it's you're you're spending to keep him, and then the results, you know, the the outcomes of of these games. Yeah. And I know people are going to be down on Ezekiel Elliott. He only had 10 carries for 26 yards this game. And the running game is like people say the running game is basically Tony Pollard. And once he got, he went down at the end of the first half, it was all over. But for me, like the Cowboys remind me of those old Atlanta Falcons teams when they had work done and, um, uh, duck it, where it was like one guy was a battering ram and the other guy was a speed guy. Like right. Elliot and Pollard work well together, and they need like I feel like they need they really need each other because Elliot's a guy he he you know he had twelve touchdowns. He's a guy who's a battering ram. He runs into the the um to the line head first, just knocks dude over. While Pollard's more of the guy who the shifty guy who gets who gets away and. Once Pollard went down and all you had was Elliott and Dak Prescott, that's when you realize, oh, Dallas is really in trouble. And that's when the defense, no, and the defense, you know, they're ready to to capitalize on it. I mean, the defense did everything they could of the Cowboys' defense. Like this game, it just sits on Dak Prescott's shoulder. Just, I'm sorry to say this because I don't want to be the, one of those guys like, oh, well. This quarterback is terrible, blah, blah, blah. But this loss is, it's on him. Like every other facet of game, especially on the defensive side, played excellent. Like they yeah. only gave up 19 points to uh, the 49ers. The 49ers didn't score a touchdown until the fourth quarter. Like that's everything you can ask for. And after the game we saw from the Cowboys last week against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like you thought this offense had finally found their footing, and it appears that once they played a better caliber of team, they couldn't keep up. Right. And more importantly, Dax couldn't Dak couldn't keep up. Yeah. And you know, just based off his body of work, I mean, Dak is still the better quarterback over Brock Purdy. I mean, he's he's been more successful just because he's had a longer, you know playing career Uh i know we're comparing him to a rookie but you know there's that's a lot of pressure you have to live up to that you have to be you can't let you can't get beat by a rookie like you can't (laughs) get outplayed by a rookie 
Mm-hmm. When you're the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, when you, um, you know, when you're getting paid, you just got that, that much contract extension, yeah, yeah. Hey, you can't be the guy. Like uh, Prescott, twenty three of thirty seven for two hundred and six yards, one TD, two interceptions, and both of those interceptions were backbreakers. Yeah. Especially that second one when they were damn near um, in the red zone. So I don't know. I don't know what the Cowboys do next year. I mean, do you just run it back with this team and, you know, (laughs) I don't know what next year is our year with the (laughs) lie that Cowboys fans have been telling themselves for 25 years and counting. Uh, man, it's it's hard to say. You know, since two thousand, the Cowboys and the Texans have the same amount amount of playoff wins. Is that right? Yeah, we both have four. <laughs> and it seems like the Cowboys have been in the playoffs every year since then. I feel like they haven't missed the playoffs in forever. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that since two thousand. The Texans did not appear, <laughs> did not exist till 2002. And <laughs> the Texans did not have a, a winning record till 2009. Good guy. Yeah. I have fun to work today because half of uh, the guys I work with are Cowboys fans, including my uh, supervisor. I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to talk shit but gently because this man just you know approved my week vacation so I was trying to be addictive make sure it's not a permanent vacation yeah exactly man, I forgot that the Cowboys had signed TY Hilton I barely found out like a week ago <laughs> it, it seems like So, by the same, by the Cowboys, like, I don't know what they do for, ne- for next year. I don't know if they're bringing Tony Pollard back. Um, this was the last year of his rookie contract. Also, he broke his leg um, in that, that injury he sustained in the, the second quarter. I, it almost feels like you have to bring him back to pair him with Ezekiel Elliott. But mm-hmm. what's the money going to look like? And what's he going to look like coming off that injury? Right. And then. What do you do at quarterback? I mean, you're kind of stuck, essentially. Like I say, they just gave Dak that huge contract extension. And also, like, the real problem with Dak Prescott is a problem I've heard with other quarterbacks around the league. Um, Who, and we'll talk about this later when we get to Daniel Jones, is like, who are you going to get that makes you better? I don't know. I mean, there's... Like how, really how many quarterbacks can you count on that that you feel like you can count on to win a game for you? I feel like it's Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, oh, and yeah. um, Lamar Jackson. So I'm talking about two MVPs, <laughs> a Super Bowl champion, and a Super Bowl runner-up. <laughs> That's what right. I'm talking about. Like, where are you going to find that kind of production? Uh, man, 
I can't think of anybody at this point. I mean, at least anybody that's available, that's going yeah, to be available. Yeah, available. Like I've heard all the rumors about um what's his name? Aaron Rodgers. Do you feel like Aaron Rodgers is that guy? Like, would you if you're the Cowboys, do you trade Dak Prescott for Aaron Rodgers? Yes. You do. If you're Jerry Jones, who the whole thing that they talk about on television is that he made it clear, look, I'm 80. You know, clock is ticking, mm-hmm. even for me. Um if you were to make that trade. Aaron Rodgers finally has a re- like gets a receiver again mm-hmm. that he hasn't had. I mean, he had with Devontae Adams, but you know, one good receiver in almost twenty years, and I and a guy he didn't even win a title with. But mm-hmm. I think you you come to Dallas, you get you get CD Lamb, uh, you have Zeke, who is an, still an effective running back, and he's young still. He's not. He hasn't quite hit that wall yet. Um, but I think the window is is like the window is there. Oh, I thought you and were. I thought, <laughs> I thought you said the window was. I thought you were going to say the window was short, and I was going to say like Jerry Jones's life. Well, yeah, I mean the win, the window for <laughs> Jerry Jones. For, yeah, for I mean, look, he he said like it's it, it you know. My time is running out is, mm-hmm. is basically what he was saying. And um, when a billionaire is, you know, looking at their own mortality, um, you probably, you probably can't afford, you can't afford to keep Dak Prescott on your team if the opportunity to trade for someone like Aaron Rodgers is there. But if Green Bay says, Thanks, but no thanks. Um, then yeah, you I mean Dak is still, like you said, a top ten quarterback. Super Bowl winning, Super Bowl caliber. I mean, the the um history has shown that that's not the case yet. But, you know, how long can you keep saying yet until it's this guy's just he's he's good, but he'll never be great. So I think if I'm Green Bay, I make that trade in a heartbeat. I'm tired of Aaron Rodgers playing this do I want to or do I not want to play with you guys <laughs> game again. I don't know if I make that trade on Dallas, though. Um I think well no, I mean look, if you're Dallas, I think it gets you get out of that contract earlier than you expected. Um Aaron Rodgers will be forty. On December second of this year, but he can still play. This is what I will say: if I make that trade as Dallas, mm-hmm. Aaron, you got to come to all season workouts. You got to get your timing got down with these guys because that was the biggest problem that he had. This last year in Green Bay, those guys mm-hmm. were never together. They were never on the same page, and he slipped from the MVP um, um, year that he had in twenty twenty one. So it's like you got you, it's a new team, new um, receivers, new running back, new everything. Your ass has to be here day one. Voluntary workouts, mandatory workouts, all that shit. You can't be just showing up 
uh, on the third week of preseason and think this shit's going to work. And also, damn, I just forgot about how does Aaron Rodgers feel about Mike McCarthy? Well, yeah, no, that's another, that's another thing. That's something I I did want to bring up. Like, what is that relationship like? Mm -hmm. You know, look, they did win a Super Bowl together. I think if if you're the Cowboys and you know you're Jerry Jones, you're going for broke. Mm-hmm. Then if you're bringing in Aaron Rodgers, you might as well bring in Sean Payton too. Mm. So you think a complete overhaul is in order? Mm. <laughs> the two top positions: the head coach and the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think if you're going to go all in, go all in. Mm-hmm. Right. We've seen the last two years, Mike McCarthy, McCarthy's clock management has killed them. Oh, yeah, man. That was brutal at the end yesterday. Yeah, what the fuck was that final play, man? <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to the guys at work, and I was like, that seems like the play that works in practice because your practice defense season, they're like, fuck this. We do not give a shit. And then you I mean, score a touchdown literally... out for that, and you're like, yes, this will work in a real game. I mean, they literally barreled over Zeke Elliott. Like, his season ended on his back, literally. He got flatlined. In the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the Cowboys trade for Aaron Rodgers, I only do it if Sean Payton comes along. Mm -hmm. If it's going to be Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy, well, we've already seen that play play out in Green Bay and it got right. them only one um, one championship. Uh, Sean Payton and like you said the guarantee that Rodgers shows Sh- up. Mm-hmm. Gotta come to offseason workouts boy. Got to. Because well Payton in that's a whole new playbook for you to learn. You gotta get your timing down with these guys. You got to show up. That's the mm-hmm. only way this is gonna work. That's the only way that the Cowboys can make a run the Super Bowl if they make that trade for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But if they don't, like, I, like I said, I'm looking, you know, just looking at these other teams, like the, all the great quarterbacks right now, they're not going anywhere. And you're not going to draft anyone who's better than Dak Prescott is right now. Correct. Especially, you know, where they're at in the draft order. Mm-hmm. So I'm afraid they're stuck. They're gonna to have to run it back. If you know they don't hit a home run when Rodgers and Peyton, they're just gonna to have to run it back and pray, hope for a better year. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. All right, fans with that game, San Francisco moves on. Let's move on to the first game that was on Sunday: the Cincinnati Bengals bollywop the Buffalo Bills, twenty-seven to ten, and in the snow. In the snow, in the home, and my comment about this game was bullying works. Now, (laughs) if I had told you that one team was missing three offensive linemen before the game, you watched that game, you would have thought the Bills were missing people, correct? Yeah. And no, it was the Bengals. They were missing three offensive linemen going into that game, and they bullied the Bills on their home field on both sides of the ball. Man, it was um, 
it was probably the best performance all weekend. Because the offense was firing on all cylinders. The defense was shutting it down. And it all happened in an element that they don't always play in. You know, we talk about Cincinnati like it doesn't snow there. Doesn't snow like that, though. I mean, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like it was the ice bowl or something like that. It was snow on the ground, but it wasn't anything that you don't see in Cincinnati. Mm, Yeah. We're thinking well, of Cincinnati being, oh, just because it's south of Buffalo, it doesn't mean it's in Texas. <laughs> it still snows in Ohio. True, true. But whatever whatever the case, Cincinnati made it look easy. Mm-hmm. They made it look the easiest. No, well, no, they didn't. Cincinnati made it look the easiest on sun, that Sunday. Out yeah. of all the teams that played Sunday, they made it look the easiest. Um, And, you know, whether – whether they play in that element regularly or not, anybody that makes it look that easy in any kind of, you know, um, harsh climate or condition, mm-hmm. that's impressive. Yeah. And I, I would say the same if, if Buffalo had won that game, you know, in that manner. But, man, Joe Burrow, I mean – Joe this Burrow, guy, Snowboro, Joe Burrow. <laughs> like, okay, is it hyperbole for me to say Joe Burrow is the second best quarterback in NFL right now? No, because I think the only person that comes close to him right now is Lamar Jackson, and I had to bump him down because he was hurt for the majority of the season. Because Mahomes is number one, we can all agree with that, yeah. right? Number one with a bully. Okay, so we all agree. And Mahomes has never beat Joe Burrow. That's true. And he has uh he has been playing his best football at the right time of the season. Mm-hmm. And that includes the, you know, the canceled game. I mean, they were they were up at the time. They're winning that game at the time. Um that play that happened, I mean, it looked like they were making a drive downfield, you know, um, scoring eminently. Yeah, and they were just boat racing the Bills. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon had 105 carries and a touchdown. In the snow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's when you expect the running game to take over in the snow where, you know, the passing conditions aren't ideal. And that's what the Bengals did, even down three linemen. I, I'm going to keep repeating this. They were down three offensive linemen. They had to put in the offensive linemen that were <laughs> basically open gates last year. And these guys just dominated the game. Just waiting for their opportunity, I guess. To make the most of it. Yeah, they were. And, and, and the game wasn't... Uh... It wasn't decided by the ground game, by the ground. I mean, you know, Burrow was was launching it, man. He was making spectacular passes. Yeah, touchdown to Jamar Chase, who's always open. Touchdown to Hayden Hurst. Like, like, they just whooped the Bills in every 
on every facet of the game, offense, defense, special teams, everything. And we'll, let's talk about the Bills right now. Like The Bills had a problem coming into the season with the pass rush. That's why they uh, signed um, – uh, what's his name? Von Miller mm-hmm. in the offseason. Now, unfortunately, Von Miller gets hurt, so he doesn't have him. Their pass rush, nothing. It, it was they, not they existing. It yeah. Non-existent game. Their deep, their defense just nothing. It it was crazy to watch, and they were another team that was like, was like the Cowboys. Like we're built around this superstar quarterback, and when he's a superstar, we can win. And Josh Allen gave them nothing. And can we finally put the bed this Josh Allen myth that the me has been pushing out like this entire year? They push out Josh Allen's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's better than Patrick Malone's. Patrick Mahomes, he's the best. It's like, why? Like, why? You're making this guy into the great white hope. For what reason? He's never won MVP. He's he's never made it to the uh, AFC championship. Why are you guys, like, pushing this so hard? Like, he's so great. Like, yes, he's a good quarterback. And, yes, he's made an astounding jump. And his and his year from 2019 to 2020, like he made a great jump, but he's not that dude yet. Like, let him win, yeah, uh, MVP. Let him win the number one seed in the AFC. Can we see that first before you ready to crown him the best quarterback in the league? See, we have to see him beat Mahomes in that epic overtime playoff game. Like, you know, the narrative changes. The narrative is is more in his favor if he wins that game. Was it last year or the year before? Um, because much. he still hasn't won a big game. And that's that's, that's uh, fine. That's fine. That's okay. Not everybody, everybody's going to do that. But can we stop acting like he's like some this great quarterback? Because mm-hmm. let's be honest. He was almost the reason the Buffalo lost last week to Miami. Right. I mean, he's not been playing like the guy that people were saying is one of the best quarterbacks. He's been struggling lately. Let's just talk about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. The Bills did make the conference championship in 2020. Was that against Kansas City? Yeah, they lost 20, um, 38 to 24. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah, 2021 is that that was last year that that knockout drag out game against the Chiefs. One of the best games I've seen in football. Yeah, it was a great game, but they were on the losing end of that. Yeah. So, can we let? I just want, I want everyone to hold their horses when it comes to Josh Allen. Let him prove it on the field before y'all crown him the next great quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's still behind Patrick Mahomes, and now he's behind Joe Burrow. He's a top five quarterback in this league. And he's excellent with his legs. He has a great arm and everything. But he still has those 
YOLO moments where he just does stupid things. You know what his comparison is? Brett Favre. No, oh, Brett Favre. Favre. He has all the talent. He has mm-hmm. all the intelligence. He's a guy that makes you go, wow, he can do everything. But every once in a while, he'll do something so stupid to make you think, what the fuck were you thinking? I always remember that playoff game that they had against the Texans where he launches like 40-yard pass to a fullback who was double covered. <laughs> I always remember that. And now I think that was what 2019. I always think about that. And he still has those plays every once in a while. Yeah. Is he a top five quarterback though? Okay. Uh I'll take Mahomes, Burrow, mm-hmm. and healthy Lamar Jackson over him. Okay. So you have him fourth. Those those are the top three for sure. I'm looking right now to see who else who else I would take over him. Would you take Brett? Uh, not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> not not soon to be forty years old, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Like if they're in their forties, I'm sorry, I'm not taking them because we've seen these guys when it's time to get in the playoffs, the, that arm ain't got no more bullets in them. Mm-hmm. Like when you're a young gun, that that arm is like a Gatling gun. But when you get old, you're, you you got a six shooter. You got to save them bullets. <laughs> is Jalen Hurts there yet? No. I know we'll talk more about him, but just for the sake of this conversation, I need to see it more. I need to see yeah. it next year. Okay, but he he's up there right now. I would say he's in like the ten twelve range, like mm-hmm. off the top of my head right now. Would you take Dak over Josh Allen? No, I definitely would take Josh Allen. Because they're both kind of developing the same reputation Mm. at the same time. Josh Allen still really hasn't won the big game yet, you know. Where hurts Dak is he's been injured these last two seasons. Fair. Fair enough. When it comes to, I always throw in availability because number number one ability is availability. Okay. But he might he might be four because I'm looking at the roster right. You know, I'm looking at all the teams right now. There's not a quarterback that really like jumps out to me right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's four or five in that range right now. Oh, I Justin Herbert. Okay, I'm. The one thing that hurts Justin Herbert is that he's on the Chargers. <laughs> that Chargers curse hurt. So I probably have Josh Allen either fourth or fifth. The school depending on how I feel about Uh oh. Who school plays going on? <laughs> um, where does Trevor Lawrence rank now? I really am going to have to make a list and see, but he's probably top 10. Probably cracked it this year. Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) All I can think of when I look at the Jaguars is I want Urban Meyer in jail. He should not be allowed to walk (laughs) freely among us. (laughs) He had me thinking uh, Trevor Lawrence was a bust last year. 
and now Trevor Lawrence is a top 10 quarterback in the league. Put that man in the Hague. I want him tried for crimes against the NFL. Man, well, I, 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 I'm going to make a ruined that guy's Could have ruined that kid's career. Yes. In fact, hire him again to fire him again. <laughs> yeah. And also, man, Josh Allen really didn't have any help the entire game. He was the leading rusher with 26 yards. Uh, Stefan Diggs only had four catches for 35 yards. Like, honestly, you look at these stats, and it's like, it's surprised that it's as close as it was. The Bengals will go on to AFC Championship. The Bills, man, you say the Bills are still the team to beat in the AFC East, right? Yeah, for sure. I don't see New England getting any better. Mm-hmm. Right away, um, the Jets. Who knows? The Dolphins. I mean, man. well, the Jets might be a sneaky Tom Brady place, right? Well, but that's you know you're, you're you're going into Rams territory there. You're you're looking for the you know you know. Not here for a long time, just here for a good time mm-hmm. type situation. Well, the Jets need some good times. They don't have that many. <laughs> yeah. What's the last good time the Jets have? It was when Mark Sanchez was back there playing quarterback? Uh, no, when Joe Namath. <laughs> hey, Mark got them to two AFC championship games. <laughs> yeah, Joe got him the title. The only reason I don't think Tom Brady goes to the Jets is – um I don't think he wants to go to the AFC because they definitely have the better quarterbacks. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, but, uh, yeah I think the Bills, and we didn't mention the Dolphins, but I really think they need to find another QB. Like, I don't think Tua should be playing at all next year. Just for his own good, man. Yeah. Forget the team. Yeah, he had three – like I'm sure I think the NFL said he only had two concussions, but he definitely had three. That yeah. one, that first one, he got hit, and they just let him continue to play the game. It should have mm-hmm. been malpractice because, like, four days later, he gets hit, he gets knocked down. He's throwing out goddamn gang signs because he can't control his fingers. Like, and I know when, when that all happened, you know, I immediately was like sick of Mike McDaniel, this nerd who wants to fit in with the, you know. With the jocks and all that kind of stuff, what be for, cool, you know, cool. right? You know, for letting his quarterback go out there four days later, you know, for playing it off like, oh, we just sat on the plane and watched, you know, watch cartoons all playing around or whatever he said they watched. It was some what? No, it was a uh, MacGruber. MacGruber, yeah. You Don't know, ask me why I remember that. <laughs> you know, I was I was like, that's it, man. Like he, you know, forget this guy. Like he he. You know, um, clearly showed no regard for for Tua and and his safety and his health and well being, mm-hmm. which is still probably the case. 
But then, you know, his first year as a head coach, got into the playoffs, um, clearly has a system that works, you know, that's good enough to get to the playoffs at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if they, you know, had a healthy quarterback all year, who knows? Who knows what could have happened? Maybe they beat Buffalo in that game. They almost beat him with a third screen quarterback. If yeah. Tua is upright and healthy, they definitely <laughs> win that game. And we're having even more in-depth conversations about Josh Allen's ability to be elite. But you know, it didn't happen that way. He had his third concussion out. Like I really think he needs to either sit out for the year or even honestly, it, he may have to retire. Like he mm-hmm. should not be playing next year. Full I stop. agree. All right. Um, anything else in that game? No. All right. So we're getting closer to my pick, though. Your pick? Yeah. So the picks that I'm, my predictions that I made at the end of the last episode. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Moving on to the Saturday games. Um, The biggest blowout of the weekend Philadelphia Eagles run rough shot over the New York Giants 38 to 7. Uh, What was the quote I had for this one? Yeah, the quote for this one was like it was watching. It was like watching JV versus Varsity. (laughs) One team Uh, has Super Bowl aspirations. One team was just happy to be there. Right. You know, I almost said about the Bills or the Bengals' performance that you know they made it look the easiest all weekend, but no, they made it look the easiest on Sunday. Philly made it look the easiest all weekend. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't even. I mean, it wasn't even competitive. At at no point was it a competitive game. Yeah. Um, we're going to breeze by this game because I stopped watching at the halftime. Yeah. It was 28 to nothing at that point. I knew Daniel Jones wasn't coming back. And Jalen took some hits in the game early on. Mm-hmm. He got back up and he continued, you know, marching on down the field. Um, and they scored at will. And uh, New York had no answers for it. And you know, I, the last the last episode, our last episode, I I told you I think San Francisco goes to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember if I had you know qualified it or not, but I felt like now you have to say if they can get to Jalen Hurts, they can definitely get to the Super Bowl. But if he plays, if Jalen Hurts plays the way he played on Saturday, um. It might not be so clear cut that San Francisco wins that game. And, you know, because you are looking at a great defense playing a great offense, you know, that's what it's going to come down to. I mean, both sides of the ball when it comes to Philadelphia and San Francisco are amazing. Probably the two most complete teams. Yeah. yeah, We we don't talk about the Eagles defense that much because we're so enthralled by Jalen Hurts' MVP season, MVP caliber season that he had this year. But the, the Eagles sacked Dale Jones five times in that game. Mm-hmm. Like he, they put that man through hell. Yeah. They have one of the be- one of the best defense in the NFL this year, and like we, I can say the game that we're going to have next Sunday between Eagles and 49ers is going to be. Um, it probably is going to be the game of the year. <laughs> Sorry to the Super Bowl, <laughs> and, and that game is is really going to come down to which quarterback can make the plays that need to be made, and I even 
with Jalen Hurts' injury, I feel more confident in him than I do with Brock Purdy. Even though, you know, earlier in this podcast, I was showing, saying how much I love that guy. But Jalen Hurts, you know, he looks completely healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, His offensive line looks good. Lane Johnson, his back, he's playing with a torn groin. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, is this a Cody Rhodes situation where it's like, well, we can't make any worse. We're going to shoot you up. You're going to play with it. I guess. I don't know, but I know I wouldn't want to be messing around down there. Boy, if, if I tear a groin, I ain't doing nothing. No work, <laughs> no driving. I'm breathing and eating. That's all I'm doing. Right. But, yeah, but yeah, everything looked great in this game, like, it felt like a warm-up game for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And for the Giants... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And for the oh. Giants. And for the Giants, it's like, you proved last week that you weren't the frauds that the Vikings were. And that's a successful season for you guys. You proved you were better than Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Daniel Jones, he's a viable quarterback. They also have the same problem that Dallas has is like, who the hell are you going to get that's better? So when the Daniel Jones four year, $120 million contract extension comes out soon, I don't want anyone to be shocked. <laughs> right. You're in this position where you're good enough to get to the playoffs, but, mm-hmm. you know, not bad enough to get a, you know, a high, a, another shot at, you know, a high ranking quarterback. Yeah, and and, then, uh, and I remember uh, last week you asked me. Uh, I think you asked me sort of something like, or last two weeks ago, along the lines of like, who's the most trustworthy quarterback? And I told yeah. you it was Brock Purdy. And at that time, it was based on everything we knew at that point that you know you couldn't trust Dallas. Didn't really, you know, Kirk Cousins is, you know, Kirk Cousins. Uh, didn't really know what was going on with the Giants. Um, and Jalen Hurts was was it was still not known if he was 100% healthy. Mm-hmm. And so it made it easy for me to say yeah, Brock Purdy because he doesn't have to be perfect, he has to just manage and the rest of that the rest of that team will will do it. But now you have a seemingly healthy Jalen Hurts and it changes everything that we or at least that I was looking at going into you know, going into these playoffs because um he you know, Brock Purdy has played well in these seven games. He's mm-hmm. exceeded our expectations, right? Yeah. Jalen Hurts has played Jalen Hurts has played like an MVP all year. And that's a huge difference. You you were saying about that. We were talking about the quarterbacks we trust, and I was thinking to myself, why the fuck did we not just say Patrick Mahomes? But then I remember it was NFC quarterbacks. Right, right. <laughs> Because I was I was sitting here confused. I was thinking, yeah, uh, yeah. Jalen Hurts completely healthy. He's the quarterback that I trust the most in the um, in NFC. And man, I still I think I believe I picked the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl for NFC. I'm staying with that. I still think they they can beat the 49ers. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going. I'm going to rock with the, with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, I don't want to turn back now, but just watching that game or watching as much of it as I did, mm-hmm. watching the way Jalen played, how he looked, 
how he handled taking hits, how he, you know, handled running downfield, sliding and, you know, taking some hits. Um, man, it's going to be, it will be, um, I think if Brock Purdy gets by Philadelphia next week, mm-hmm. then that discussion we had earlier about him being the starting quarterback, then mm-hmm. I think I think you do have to change it. And I think it is a lock that that's your guy going forward because if he can beat that team, if he can keep pace with an MVP caliber quarterback, then yeah, you know what? I think you got to give him the keys of the kingdom going forward. Yeah, I agree. Of course, I'm already there, but, but I agree <laughs> right, with right. you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm just amending my my statement or my thoughts on, on the Brock Purdy situation. And that's okay. You can do that. It's America. It's a podcast. Someone who started listening at the beginning will, who might have been upset at you. And it's now like, oh, I understand where he's coming from. I agree with him now. I was younger than I am now when we were talking about that. <laughs> Having some fun. So sue me. This that's starting to sound like one of those YouTube apologies. I'm sorry <laughs> that I used the N word on camera. No, no. I was young then. No, that was George Santos. Was, I was uh, 45 minutes younger than I am now. That was George Santos talking about uh, being a uh, drag queen. Drag queen in Brazil. God, that is the crazy situation. That is not that man's real name. I will go to. <laughs> You know what? Nobody has brought that up. No, they were doing votes while they're doing the speaker of the house. They were calling his name, and he wasn't responding. That is not that man's real name. Oh, that's my cue. (laughs) He's looking around like, I wish the Santos person would speak up. No shit. (laughs) It's getting late. I'd like to get out of here. (sighs) Yeah. Um. I think. Uh, wrapping this game up, like, or looking forward to Eagles 49ers. Man, I think AJ Brown's going to go off. Mm-hmm. He's had an amazing season this year. I think him and Jalen are just going to, I'm not going to say dominate or anything, but I can see um, a, a world where he gets 150 yards and two touchdowns next game. Mm-hmm. Oof. You heard it here first, people. There you go. All right. So let's wrap up with the final game. Uh, the first game on Sunday, uh, Saturday afternoon, excuse me. The Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars 27 to 20. And what I have written down for this game. Uh, the Jags' mistakes will haunt them all offseason. Their mistakes will haunt them because that was still a winnable game. As soon as Mahomes got hurt, mm-hmm. that became it. Uh, like I started thinking, man, maybe I should have put some money on it. Just you know, a couple <laughs> of bucks, just because you never know what's mm-hmm. five hundred. I mean, uh, five bucks. You know, gonna hurt anybody? He's got that good money, people. He's got that good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a winnable game for Jacksonville when mm-hmm. Mahomes got hurt, and they just didn't capitalize on it. Um, Lawrence took a half step, a half step back in this game, just because it's hard. It's hard to 
put so many expectations on a second year guy, on a guy who, you know, um, didn't just have a bad rookie season, but had the rookie season that he had with all of the turmoil, you know, with the head coach, with the team being bad, with all of it, you know, it's one thing to have a bad rookie season, but it's another to have an awful rookie season with an awful head coach that, you know, could have, could have ruined him right away. Uh, but he was able to get past it and they got the right guy for him. Um, and, you know, they, they weren't supposed to be in that game. They weren't supposed to win that game. Um, so, you know, it wasn't a, a total shock that they lost. It wasn't a shock at all. But it was uh, surprising that they were still in it, that they mm-hmm. could have, you know, stayed in the game. Um, and, you know, a little disappointing that, you know, they they ultimately fell short, didn't take advantage of, of the injury. And let Chad Henney march him down ninety-seven yards. Oh, if Chad Henney is is doing ninety-seven yard touchdown drives on you, the game might be a wrap. That might be the <laughs> Lord's way of saying, you know what, it's over. You done good, but not good enough. And we were texting during that game. What's the first thing I said that when Chad Henney came in? He's still in the league. <laughs> yes, but after that. About is, Travis, is he 37 years old? You said that. That was his official name, 37-year-old Travis Henry. I mean, uh, uh, Chad, Chad Henry, Henry, my apologies. But, um, no, I said at the game, Travis Kelsey was going to get 50 targets as long as Chad Henry was, was in uh, playing quarterback. Right. And, damn it, if he didn't come close. Travis Henry had 17 targets, 14 receptions, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's the only guy on that team that you can trust receiving-wise. I don't understand what the hell the Jaguars' game plan was. Like, it makes no sense. Like, as soon as you see Patrick Mahomes lipping around the field on that leg, why are you not blitzing Patrick Mahomes and double-teaming Travis Kelsey? Why? Let anybody else beat you. Make anybody else beat you except those two guys, and you have a damn good chance of winning that game. Yeah, it it's, it reminds me of like when um you know the Rockets during the Harden years. It's like we're gonna do everything we can to Harden and make someone else beat us. I don't understand why that wasn't the same game plan for the Jacksonville Jaguars as soon mm-hmm. as that high ankle sprain hit Mahomes. Yeah, like it made no sense. It's like if I can see that, and I am a complete moron. The only football experience I have is like middle is like middle school. <laughs> And Madden, and I can see that. Why didn't these professional coaches see that? Mm-hmm. You just blitz Patrick Mahomes until he proves that he can beat you, and you especially take advantage of that in the first half before he can go in at halftime and get that shot to where all the all pain he's ever felt disappears. Yeah, I mean, if anything, you know, you have to make him drop back several steps every play hmm. because he's planting that foot and it's, it's going to, it's eventually going to throw him off. If you keep doing that, no, keep you, pressuring saw, him. you saw that first play that they did after like, uh, not the first, but it was like a couple plays after the injury where he hmm. did the handoff to the running back and he was literally limping he, on one leg to make he it. Hopped. He couldn't put any pressure on that foot. 
Mm-hmm. It's like if I'm a defensive coordinator, I see that I'm like, okay, well, we're just sending six, seven, eight guys yeah. until he can stop us. Because he's not going to be able to plant that foot down right away to make that throw, you know, to make that mid to long, you know, long throw. Mm-hmm. And I know this. You're taking, a, you're taking a chance with short throws, but you know, yeah, make him, make him do it. Yeah, and I know this sounds terrible, but remember, this is football. Like, if I'm the defensive coordinator, I do that until I sack the hell out of him or I make him run on it and make it worse to where he can't play anymore. And, yeah, right. that's that's a horrible thing to say as a human being, but, shit, this is a horrible game that we we watch. So <laughs> it, it's the truth. And they did none of that. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and they were play, their play calling, Jacksonville offensive side, just questionable. They had plays where, like, they're running screen passes, like, back-to-back. And I'm like, what are you doing? You have the opportunity here to go into the number one seed's home and steal a game. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. If I'm if I'm a Jacksonville fan, like this loss hurts worse than if I was a Giants fan, because you get blown out. You know, you get blown out. Okay, it just wasn't our right. our day. We we're playing a, a great team. We had no chance. But to lose like this, like when you had a chance to go in there and win, this worse. This loss hurts worse than anything. It's a what if game. Yeah. Yeah. That's and those are the worst. Those are the hardest to uh, to to live down. Yeah. We say this as like as an Astros game, Astros fan. You know, playoff games where the Astros get blown out. It's like, well, get over it. The playoff games where they lose by one run. Those are the ones that that haunt you. Of course, absolutely. It's like. A touchdown. All you need was a touchdown. You send this to overtime, you have a chance to win this. Or even if you have better play calling during the game, you can win this in regulation. Mm-hmm. So, what are your what are your thoughts of on what are your thoughts on Kansas City going forward? Well, um, Andy Reid's already come out and said that this ankle sprain isn't as bad as the one he, um, Patrick Mahomes suffered before and the one he had before i think earlier i think it was this year I, I didn't remember but basically the one he had before he didn't miss any games so they believe he'll be you know ready for um next game and apparently like joe burrow has some injury like ankle problem as well oh wow Sorry. Like, yeah but i don't know if you uh you don't pay attention to the betting odds but like Kansas City opened up as the like a three and a half point favorite, and now it's gone. It's been betted all the way to where the Bengals are the favorite now. So people are putting money on the Bengals to win this game. Yeah, I mean uh, it makes sense now, just based on the way. Because okay, I, I totally get that. Because if you have two got two quarterbacks that are injured, mm-hmm. look at the way they played, despite those injuries on Saturday and Sunday. Totally different outcomes. Mahomes was uh, hand hand off the ball guy and was not the 500 yard a game guy that we're used to or whatever, you know, four or 500 yards. Was not, you know, was pretty ineffective. And Burrow 
was just dropping it all over the place. In the snow, I might add. Oh, Lord. Here you go. <laughs> so I can see, I definitely see can't, or, uh, why Cincinnati would um, why people be turn into the favorites. Mm-hmm. But it's no guarantee. But I'm I'm still sticking. I'm picking Kansas City. Um, and uh, man, I, I don't think you could ask for two better matchups this weekend. Oh yeah, we're gonna have great games. I just my only thing is like if you're Cincinnati and you saw how this this game went to Jaguars and the Chiefs, like why wouldn't you just be like, okay, we're just gonna double Kelsey and make someone else beat us, right? And test that ankle of of Mahomes. Yeah. Kelsey had 14 receptions. The rest of the team had 13. Jeez. I told you he was going to get 20 and after you said 50 targets. <laughs> and he came pretty close. <laughs> came pretty close. So who do you have um, now that, we, you know, the final four is set? Um, my final two – that I picked are still in it, so I'm sticking with uh, Kansas City. Or still sticking with Cincinnati to face San Francisco in the Super Bowl. Now that we've got a Final Four, you know who, who are you picking, or are your were your two picks still in it? Oh know. yeah, I picked both number one seeds, and they're still here. Okay, and um, I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna stick stick with the Eagles and the Chiefs. Yeah, you can't go wrong either way. Yeah, and I don't, there's not a bad Super Bowl matchup available. Nope. Nope, not at all. Not at all. Hold on, wait a minute. Let me think. No, I'm sorry. I think the Bills, my bad. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did because I was like, oh, they're going to ride the Damar Hamill thing to the Super Bowl and then lose yeah. to the Eagles. That's right. I did. I'm sorry. So my teams are not good. So one of my teams available, the Eagles. I'm sticking with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'll stay, I'll stay with the Chiefs, you know. Okay. I, I like the Cincinnati. I like Joe Burrow, but um, I like it when we disagree about shit. So let's <laughs> disagree. I love it. Sounds good. All right, we got games on Sunday. That'd be great. Um, so I think that's all we got tonight for football. That's it. So it works works for me, man. Yeah, we've been talking for a while. We love to talk. Uh, next episode, whenever you can, man. Like I said, I'm on vacation starting Wednesday. I got time. <laughs> Uh, we should do the wrestling because probably by the time we get back on the mic, it'll be after the Royal Rumble, which is a Saturday. Yep. Yeah. So we talk about very interesting. Very interested to see what direction everything goes in. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So next podcast, we'll talk about the Royal Rumble. We'll talk about you know events coming back. We'll talk about WWE up for sale. We'll talk about all that stuff. A nice little package. All right, man. Let's get up out of here. Um, thank you all for listening, download, sharing. We appreciate it. Um, I like when I log on to Anchor and check our numbers, and it's always consistent. So thank you for all that. We appreciate it. Even when we miss a week or two. Um, thank you guys for being there. Um, Anthony, brother, uh, pleasure talking to you as always. Always. Glad to hear everything is, is you know, good. Yeah, big Everybody's, you know, back on track, back on the mend. 
Everybody's still on this side of the earth. Thank God. All right. So let's get up out of here. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later.